You know what I haven't watched in a long time? Chitty bang bang? Yeah, it's been a couple decades. It's been a couple. Yeah. Oh, we've been doing this for too long. But you know what? We're just, we are just about done. Hey, folks. I know. Welcome to TBR Lowdown. Hello. How are you? Don't mind us on this Good Friday. Just a Literally. little loopy. So anyway, what's going on? What are you reading? What's 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 going on in that library of yours over there? I started this thing. I started Infinite Jest this week. It is time. I feel like I've put in a decent amount of time. I'm almost okay. Here. So here's here's the here's here's the rub oh, with Infinite Jest. Um there's a lot of flipping back and forth between the front and the back. Oh, really? Because the thing is filled with footnotes. Oh. And the footnotes are integral to the oh, plot. Oh, crap. So you spend so much time going like this. And because the audiobook people suck, they didn't integrate it in. Like the they audiobook. do with the so Christoph Nevernight's trilogy. With, yeah. Or yeah. many other books where they just stick it in there no they didn't do that um they (laughs) just go three oh man and that's supposed to alert you that you can pause and go read it in your book okay that's a piss poor job on that so 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 it okay so fine um but that that means that even though i've only read like eight of the chapters yeah but like I've read maybe I don't know how many pages going right. this way back because you know there's all these fo- like I've read like this many footnotes so it's it's just physically reading very yeah. difficult because you're constantly like stopping and flipping and stopping and flipping and I yeah. don't like that. However, so far the story itself is okay fine. Um. There are so many characters in this um, that it's hard for me. I, I don't even think I'm, I'm caring to like keep everybody mm-hmm. straight um, exactly and just trying to like just, you know, enjoy yeah, the ride, sure. I guess. Uh, but I just finished this section on somebody named like Kate G. And she is in a like a psych facility because she attempted to unalive herself, and it's just this really interesting discussion between her and this like psychiatric resident on on mm-hmm. mental illness. And uh, David Foster Wallace, you yeah, know, unalived himself. He definitely had like his own mm-hmm. messed up things going on in his brain. You know, he was a troubled guy, um, messed up. I'm not saying that to be like negative, just like yeah, it was messy. Um, and so I, I think I, I w- I'm wondering to the people that are like DFW like stance is this somewhat like autobiographical at points like are how much is like autofiction obviously the whole story is not autofiction but like the pieces are there like vignettes in here that are a bit of autofiction um, I'm curious about that. Uh, I'm also curious about a lot of like the the drug use. Like so far in the first 80 pages, there's a lot of drug references. A lot of the footnotes are in reference to drugs and like the way that different drugs are called in this story. Um, everything from like anti anxiety meds to like recreational recreational drugs. And so it's 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 interesting. Uh, I I don't dislike it. Uh, it's definitely easier to read than okay. Grandpa's Rainbow. Um, it's just I think it's going to take a while. To yeah, get, it's going to take more than eight pages to get into this behemoth and really feel like I I have a kind of grasp on it. Um, but I mean, it is very maximalist postmodern writing. I think at some point he called something like an unfenestrated oval room and you're like you couldn't just say a windowless room no he couldn't no it's an unfenestrated room and you're like okay yeah 
All right. So it, it is very maximalist. And, and I think that um, command of language from some summaries and reviews I've watched of the book is part of the mm-hmm. story. Like it is a character trait. It is part of, of it has a role to play as well. And this is not just being this like incredibly, okay. um, I don't know, this person who knows like all the words of it. Right, right. Um, so well, it's interesting. Well, um, we'll maybe see. I'll start it next week. I mean, I've had it on my shows for a long time. I'm going to read it for a while, Amy. Yeah. So, you know, I did try to get through Gravity's Rainbow in mm-hmm. about a month. I have no... Yeah. We will get there. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm going to start it. I'm going to start it so that way if I need to talk about it, I can talk about it with you. And I can ask questions. And yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Go through the whole thing. Yeah. I like it. Well, yeah. Yeah, and I just want to say like I one more thing, and then I'll, uh, I'll you tell me what you've been reading. Um, but with that, that that section I just finished with the lady who did try to underlive herself, you know, the, they keep talking to her, the resident, about how like why did you mm-hmm. want to hurt yourself? Why do you want to hurt yourself? And she's trying to explain this like she doesn't want to hurt herself. Like I don't know what you're you're getting at. Like I just I I would like to like be in a coma. I would like a year of my year of rest and relaxation. Kind of like she's like she, she finally she says very straight up she says. Do you understand? I'm not. It's not wanting to hurt myself. It's wanting to not hurt. And I think that that is such an important distinction on people that are like just they are hurting so yes. much mentally that like sometimes that relief is not because like you want to harm yourself. There are people right, who want but, to harm themselves. This is uh, that's another yeah. discussion. There's people who like want things to stop hurting. So how do you do that? So there's lots of ways that people do that. If to numb themselves to do whatever and sometimes it manifests itself into this really uh sort of no going back kind of thing like unaliving yourself so um it was really interesting discussion there and i'm hoping there are more discussions about that stuff sprinkled in uh throughout because i think that's always yeah i always love a good discussion yes mental health um well okay i'm gonna so, i'm gonna start yeah. it next week then i'm gonna start it next week because i do yeah, so we can talk after about that because i i have infinite just and i have the pale king and i really want to read that at some point uh if i can get through both this year that'd be great i mean it's and it can be really funny i mean the years in this are not like 2055 it's like the year of the depends underpants like because time has been sponsored by corporations so there is this there's there's some like tongue-in-cheek funny stuff going on and there's there's like a kind of reality bites 90s flair to it which makes sense um that i kind of that i kind of dig and i think if you grew up through any of that yeah the little bits of like 90 90 yeah for sure like that that goes into the i watched this a pretty long interview with him from way back. I wonder if I can find it again and send that to you. It was really interesting. Um, so I'll I'll look for that yeah. again and, and and share that with you. All right, we're on a mission. We're on a mission. These are the things Lit Bro gets me I like into, it. man. He just gets me into all kinds I like of stuff. It. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> is there a lit? Is there I'm a Lit Bro schedule? A personality. <laughs> is there a Lit Bro reading schedule? <laughs> No, but Lipro has a few things I like up it. his sleeve for reading. So I think it's fun. Yeah. That I have a split personality on my yes. channel now. Yes. With props. I mean, I'm into it. <laughs> I'm into it. <laughs> uh, yeah. I showed pictures to my dad and my stepmom right. when we were up here of because every time I get dressed for Lipro, I send it to my brother because <laughs> I look like my brother with both hair. And he's like, please, please stop looking like me. And I so I finally showed my dad and my stepmom, and they were like, dying. <laughs> and, like "This is this is eerie. Like you look just it's so like." So funny. Him. <laughs> I mean, we are siblings, like hello. So we should, but it's like I don't think that if you put James in a dress that he would look like me. But if you put me exactly. in a beard, I look a beard like and him. a blazer. Which I don't know what that says about me, <laughs> but <laughs> well, I I love the whole thing you got going on there. Like I'm totally into it. So I think it's a lot of fun, and. Uh, it is highly entertaining. <laughs> He's getting me into some trouble, man. I'm here for it. So, yeah. all right. Um, what are I, you reading? I started another arc from Double Day. This is the Wager: A Tale of Shipwreck, Mutiny, and Murder by David Gran. 
I finally asked for that. I'm glad you did because you've talked yeah, about I'm, it. Yeah, I'm very early on. Um, this comes out. They'll probably they say probably no. won't. They'll, they'll say yes. This comes. I'm so confident about that. Aren't I? I'm so I confident. For, I'm like, they'll say yes. Are. I asked for curse bread for the third time, and now I'm like, I don't want curse bread, but watch, I'll get and it. Probably now. the final copy too. A nice curse park bread. Front. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so this comes out April 18th. Um, and so it says on January 28th, 1742, a ramshackle vessel of patched together wood and cloth washed up on the coast of Brazil. Inside were 30 emaciated men, barely alive, and they had an extraordinary tale to tell. They were survivors of His Majesty's ship, the Wager, a British vessel that had left England in, in 1740 on a secret mission during an imperial war with Spain. While the Wager had been chasing a Spanish treasure-filled ga- galleon known as the Prize of All the Oceans, and had wrecked on a desolate island off the coast of Patagonia. The men, after being marooned for months and facing starvation, built the flimsy craft and sailed for more than 100 days, traveling 2,500 miles of storm-wrecked seas. They were greeted as heroes. And then it goes on and on. And I'm only 20 20 pages in. But so far, I'm into it. It's exciting. It's also, you can already see how, you know, people are taking things from other people's land and countries and all that stuff. So we're already right into that. But um, I like David Grant. I have read The Killers of the Flower Moon, which was fantastic. Highly recommend that. So I have no doubt that this will also be an amazing read. So that is The Wager, A Tale of Shipwreck, Mutiny, and Murder um, by David Grant out from Doubleday on April 18th. Yeah, uh, I... I'm curious mm-hmm. about it now. I don't think I really paid much attention to it because I was like, "What?" And then you've talked about it a couple times, and you've and you've showed it off, and I'm like, "Fine." It you know what fine. it is? It's because after reading Killers of the Flower Moon, what, what, if I see David Grand, I'm I'm getting whatever he's writing. That that that's just what that yeah. is. <laughs> he's incredible. So it's going to be very interesting too to see how they adapt Killers of the Flower Moon. Um, I'm not sure if it's in the works, like in production now, but like that's going to be happening. So I'm excited about that to see how they play that out. Cause that, that story is a whole trip. There we have it. There we have it. There we have it. So we're just here to chit chit chat today. Um, We haven't had a good, I know, right. It's, it's been a minute and we, we like to catch up with each other (laughs) on things and share stuff with y'all. And you know, we got a lot going on right now. Um, Mm -hmm. so yeah, we're in flux with a lot of things and there'll be some changes. Yeah. So we, we're both going through some large life things. Yeah. Um, Nothing bad. It's all good. So let me just put that out there. Everything's great actually. Um, but they do change some things, uh, in terms of, logistics with us and hopefully nothing to do with the podcast we've been trying to build in a buffer time here so there's going to be a few weeks where you guys get some rebroadcasting of episodes um to give us some time but basically naomi is moving house and i'm starting a new job uh that is going to be very demanding and exciting and hopefully i don't stink at it <laughs> she'll be great uh but um nah. uh, but, <laughs> uh, i've been told the healthy amount of anxiety is good um so yeah so so we're just trying to you know, build ourselves some time to get our own footing so that we can adjust yeah our schedules and our lives uh, as they're going to be to being able to continue to give you guys episodes because we really love doing the podcast we so, do like, we're not going anywhere it's not that kind of stuff uh as of right now we're not anticipating any changes to anything that you guys would see uh so we're just yeah you know so i think as it stands nothing. now um i believe J- the month of june uh, we will rebroadcast an episode every week in June. And then mm-hmm. um, in July, we have our annual summer vacation. And that is when we will have mm-hmm. no episodes because we're on vacation. Yeah. And then we return mm-hmm. for the new season on our podcast launch anniversary, which is August 9th. 
And so that is mm-hmm. the schedule. So, but you know, we'll be around yeah. on Instagram and all that good stuff. And we'll be in our Discord. Yeah, in our Discord, of course, which we're loving. To our patrons. Yeah. If you're not a patron and you'd like to support the channel, yeah. you can head over to our Patreon. Um, we're reading. So basically, if you don't understand how all the reading schedules work with us, we have six sort of public group reads mm-hmm. that we do over our two month period so we start in january we'll talk about it basically at the beginning of march mm-hmm. um and so that's kind of how that goes and you can check that uh, out on tbrlowdown.com everything's mm-hmm. there yeah so every other month we start a new book and then the other months uh every other month we'll start a new book with the patreon so we're kind of always reading every you know every month somewhere with somebody mm-hmm. but on the patreon you get your own special buddy read with us um so i don't i don't know if we've decided to do anything extra special there yet but everything's still growing and evolving so i don't know if we'll do like members only lives or anything like that but we'll we'll figure it yeah out we figure it out along and as the discord grows hopefully and the patreon grows and make it a nice little community where people can give their feedback and do stuff and all that i would say we have a nice a growing group over there it's a lot of fun we have a lot of nice conversations and i'm having a good time with our discord and patreon members so join us you can go to tbrlowdown.com there is a link on our website to join the discord and to join the patreon so and to also check out our reading schedule and just kind of be in the loop with all the things we have going on so tbrlowdown.com is where you can always get all the information about everything we have going on yeah, and I'm excited because we're also reading um, the International Booker, but over a course of a mm-hmm. year, so that we can we can read them all. Because um, one of the things that we do focus on a lot over here, I know sometimes it can feel like we don't because we talk about so many things. Mm-hmm. But one of our biggest focus is to like continually remind everybody to read translated lit mm-hmm. uh, and how important it is to read translated lit. Hopefully, Artina. I don't know where this is going out in terms of order, but yeah. hopefully, Artina Cover um, interview uh, has stressed the importance of reading translated yeah. lit to you guys. Um, so it's nice to have that year long just. Yeah. Right. And just and that is um, uh, a whole Discord <laughs> member participation thing. Yeah, that's yeah, everybody. So. That's not special to anything. Mm-hmm. It's just, it seems like people wanted to read the, the long list and it's and, overwhelming to yes. try to read the long list in like the, the four or so week period mm-hmm. between long list and short list. And there are people who do it, you know, in one of my other Discords, everybody's kind of going buck wild over there. Yeah. And I just, I can't, it's overwhelming. I have too many other things I want to read. I've read, I think I've read three of the long lists so far as of recording. And I'll probably be off schedule a little bit from from hours just because I'll throw things in where I can. Um, also to make sure that I'm on schedule when we're talking about things. Try to like, but um, yeah, it's, it's, it's just nice. Everybody, there were a lot of people that were like, I really would like to, but, and it's like, you know what? We're going to take a page out of Dee Dee's, Dee Dee reads his book and we're going to do this as a year long thing and, and give people the opportunity to read all of them, some of them, whatever, whatever they, they want. want in like a less, less pressure, whatever they want yeah. and, and, and have some community to read along mm-hmm. with and discuss those books with. And that's nice yeah. too. I know. Cause you know, yeah. last year. I really did it differently. Like I got all the books. I got all the books that were already out. Mm-hmm. And then I was like going at a pretty fast pace reading them. But this year I just can't do that because I have a lot of publisher mail that I really want to get to uh, before yeah, those pub so dates. There's so many other things. Yeah. So. Yeah. I, I feel like I had plans in my head for what I wanted to read in April specifically. Mm-hmm. And then, um, like the trans rights readathon started that week mm-hmm. readathon. So that like derailed March a little bit in a great way, like not yeah. in a bad way at all. And then they announced, you know, trans girl April. And I was like, Oh my God. Yeah. Like um, these are, because there were so many books that I have been wanting to read mm-hmm. that in general, but there were so many like books written by either trans or non-binary people that I wanted to read. Yeah. That I, you know, was sprinkling in, obviously, but like it wasn't 
things, you know, it's just so hard to get everything in. Like, I, I know these it's really so long hard. wish lists of books all <laughs> over the place. And it was like, you know what? No, yeah. this is the perfect opportunity to just condense a whole like stack and just read them. Um, and and then I started like listing out all the ones because I did that that TBR video and I was like, I was gonna talk about all the ones I've already read, and then I was like, no, this is getting too long. And it's to realize how how many I've already read and how exciting that was to how many different authors I've read from and books. So anyway, so that totally derailed a lot of my reading, including International Booker. So because that was more that that's more important to me right now than being able to say I read the Booker long list between long list and short list day. I'm a, I'm not doing that readathon. I think I don't I mean I've seen uh people's posts about it, but I'm like I'm already in my own thing right now. <laughs> Yeah, sometimes it's hard. I mean, I, I have, uh, there's so many different read-alongs or like read-a-thons or, or themes or whatever that come up as you bounce around the bookish social medias. And it's really hard. Sometimes you really want to do stuff and it can get so overwhelming. And sometimes you just have to, a lot of times I just don't participate in things because I get really overwhelmed by it. Um but then sometimes I just there's I feel so strongly about something that I have to participate in it. So this was something that I felt like I I couldn't I couldn't pass it up just because I know I'm going to be a little overwhelmed because I'm rejiggering everything like you know last minute in my brain. But I um, I generally yeah. don't participate in read-alongs that I see across Bookstagram mainly because I'm not good at them. That's number one, mm-hmm. uh, and number two. If I'm not in the mood for exactly what this read along is, like I'm just I'm not gonna do it yeah. because I'm very I don't have a desire because it's, I don't like it. I don't force myself to read things that I don't want to read. You know yeah. what I mean? So like Same. I really have to be like, oh yeah, I'm totally in that. I'm in that mood. I'm in that zone right now. So I'm totally jumping in. But I usually I'm not. And also again, I suck at read alongs with other people. You know, mm-hmm. look how my war and peace has ended up trash absolute trash Alyssa trash. trash trash I don't know what part they're on I don't know what part I'm on I don't know what the hell's going on absolute trash garbage hot damn garbage I do better when I'm the one who has laid out the read-along because I've committed myself to it but just to jump yeah. onto someone else's I always think it's going to work out like I was so sure I was so sure I was going to be in for this warm piece read along. And I'm like, I cannot read a chapter every day. It's too short and it makes, I just don't like it. So that's gone to hell in a handbasket. That's done. So, yeah, no, I can't do that. I, I, I need like loosely structured readathons. Yeah. So like when people give me, and you see them and they're like, you have, we have like eight prompts. You want to read a book with like a cat on the cover oh, no, oh. and you're going to read this. Okay. I can't Hang do on. Those. Stop right there. Like, I Stop right there. I can't do those. I don't like those kind of challenges. I don't like prompts like that. I don't I, like I, And I know it works for a lot of people, right? A lot of people are trying to read we stuff off the their people. shelves, but like. When I see those kind of challenges, people read the books that are on their shelves. I mean, you know, this is what I hear. This is what I hear Mm -hmm. that some people, some people look to their shelves and read the books off their shelves. But when I see challenges where it's like, read a book that has a blue cover. Well, what if I just can't, I I don't like that for me. Uh, I don't find that fun or enjoyable in any way. That I don't like that. That's just too random That's for me. I like, I like a, a more open. If I'm going to participate in something, it needs to be kind of more open ended. Like women in translation. Boom. I will read women in translation for a month. Uh, I know that like Trans Girl April has like has slightly more specific prompts than perhaps I'm doing, but I can also just read stuff by trans authors, and that's kind of what I'm doing. So. It, and like, and that's enough. Like, and I can do that. You can tell me, you know, January in Japan, I will read Japanese lit. I'm very psyched for that. But when you start telling me, like, I don't know, read something with a crown on the cover. The cover ones really get The you. cover ones annoy me, if I'm being honest. They really do. But, you know, hey, yeah. we all do what works for us. Now, uh, I don't mind when the prompts are optional, but if your whole thing is prompt based, is the prompt. that's what yeah. I can't, I, I can't do it. Or like, um, what's that other one that I really hate? Oh, the A through Z challenge. 
So basically you're reading books. Yeah. You know, like if you're on B, then it's like you got to pick a book where the title starts with a B. Like I, I, this, I, this is not entertaining to me. I'm already annoyed. <laughs> I don't need to like gamify my reading. I guess Ooh, is what that's a is. perfect way and to put it. That's what I, what it is. I don't need, I don't to, need do to do that. To get me to read. Okay. You just touched on something. You just touched on something. So here's the thing. I do not need motivation to read. No. I don't need that. So I need motivation to stop reading. It's hello. Like, <laughs> I, 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 I am not one who struggles to pick up a book and read. Mm-hmm. I've got that cover. So I don't, like you say, I don't need to gamify my reading to encourage me mm-hmm. and entice me to read. I have no problem reading. That's, that's not my issue. <laughs> that's not mm-hmm. my issue at all. I also have no issue not reading because you know what I'll do. I won't read for three days and I'll bench TV for three days straight. And I feel perfectly fine oh, about I it. Not do that. Oh, I know. Cause you are an everyday reader. Mm-hmm. You are an everyday reader. And some days I, I don't want to. If I don't read every day. Oh, you're not me. Did I read yesterday? Oh, yeah, I did read yesterday. But, you know. And it's not because, like, it's not because, like, of numbers or anything. It's just, like, I just, I like having that time. Mm -hmm. So if I don't get that time, I'm really anxious. Mm -hmm. Because it makes me, like, calmer to have read a little bit every day. Right. Because that's my, we've talked about this a bunch. So this is a little repetitive for long-term listeners. But, like, I don't. Yeah, I have like a reading global that I just kind of like throw up on Storygraph just to like have a number. I don't freaking care. I don't even think I look at it. Like, I think I'm on, I think I'm beyond on track, but mine is one. (laughs) Whatever. I don't care. Um, I really like my reading stats, Mm -hmm. but I like my reading stats because I like to see like what kinds of books do I read. I like that too. That kind of stuff. the numbers are interesting because it's kind of like, oh, wow. Like, I feel like March, I was like, why did I read so many books? Mm-hmm. Like, how did this happen? But then there's other months where you felt like I had so much time and I'm like, wow, I really didn't read that many. Huh? That's interesting. And it's just kind of like, these are things that are interesting to look at, like for personal level, but it's not, that's not, that's, I don't care about numbers, but I do like to have like my 30 minutes a day where I read. That's important to me. It's like a cup of coffee and 30 minutes of reading. If I don't have either of those things, I'm very upset. Yeah. I'm good. Um, I'm like, have I, I haven't read today. I probably won't. I probably won't read today. I, um, I am in the mood for coffee, Cheez-Its and Game of Thrones on TV. So that is, that's going to be. She's a lady with simple needs. Very, listen, very, very simple needs. Um, and then, and when I'm thinking about my weekend, like tomorrow, I may not read either because I'm going to be knee deep and editing all of our podcast and scheduling them and writing the show. Like I'm going to be busy in TBR, you know, production editing mode. So I, after that, I won't want to be because my eyeballs are going to be hurting and I'll be tired. So probably Sunday when everything's done, I could kind of chill out and like enjoy a book, but it won't be tomorrow. Yeah. And it's not happening today. And now some of you may be freaking out like, oh, I have to read. I mean, I'm fine. <laughs> you don't? I'm fine. Oh, oh, tell me about this Okay. App because I Listen. don't know what this is. All right. I'm going to get my phone out. Yeah, Hold yeah, on. Get your phone out, right? All right. It's called Lemonade Stand. No, that's the person that yelled at me on the book. It's Lemon, what? Lemon and the number eight. All right. So uh, I don't even know. Oh, in one of my little weird Google searches or whatever, um, there was a, a tech article talking about Lemon Eight, which was created by you know what's that company Bite Dance Dance Bite whatever the ones that created TikTok same people. Uh, but this is like a little different. It feels like this app Lemon Eight feels like Instagram and Pinterest had a baby, and it feels like I don't like Pinterest. I. I love Pinterest. I don't go on as much as I used to, but I, I still like it. I feel like that's it. like a very not girl thing to say, but I don't like Pinterest. I, I like it. I'll go on there at least a few times a year and create boards. I think I've been in there a few times, period. Yeah, I like it. I've tried to I've tried to like it. No, it's stupid to I me. Like I don't it. understand the point of it. I like it. I like it a lot. I'm saying I like it a lot and I don't go on there every day. Maybe I go on there a few times a year, but like I like it. Uh, like, what is the point of Pinterest though? You just make Pinterest. What do you, what do you do with them? 
Uh, you make mood boards. Uh, you could do anything in there. You could buy stuff from there. Like the uh, the click to buy rate on Pinterest is pretty high. Anyway, that's a whole other conversation. So um, when did I create this last week? But like, what am I supposed to put as my, 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 I'm, I'm doing this with oh, you. Oh, okay. On, on the, what am I supposed to do for my interests? Do I have interests? Yes. I don't have interest. I have interest in pets. Well, there you go. So I just created a, an account last week and I, and I've just been in there. You know how it is when there's a new app. You're like all in there. You're excited. You're getting to know people and I'm just having a good time with it, but it's very low key. Um, I feel like photos are the name of the game again on this app. So, you know, we'll, we'll see where it goes. We'll, we'll see where it goes. Mm-hmm. I'm trying different things on here. I do think it's really fun. So like you can, when you create an app, when you create a post here, there's like all these fun little design tools you can use. Not a lot, but some, so you can like spice up your photos. And I think that's a good time and it's different and you can get creative and I'm just trying out all the features and all the tools that are within this app. So it's, I've been in here. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty addicted right now. I'm not even going to lie about it. I'm pretty addicted. Yeah. All yeah. right. So, so, so first of all, what is your name? Cause I'm on, here. you know, what my I'm name is on here. It's the same everywhere. It's the same all everywhere. Right. I shall follow you. So our, our listeners, what, you have a hundred followers. already. I told you I'm obsessed. I've been on here. <laughs> I'm, I'm obsessed, but girl, but listen, this, what do I do with this? <laughs> oh, there you are. Follow back. I got one follower. That's me. That's me. So you can follow hashtags on here, which is fun. Um, are there bookish hashtags? Hell yes, there are. Book Lemon, Book Lemon 8, Books of Lemon 8, Books of Lemon. Yes. Yes. Just look at one of my posts of the hashtags, you know? Okay. Books of Lemon 8. Where, how do I follow this? I go over here. Like, I'm sorry. This is the least entertaining podcast episode of me just standing here going, oh my God, what's happening? It's so fun. So anyway, are any of our listeners, are you all on Lemon 8? Let us know. Or actually just go because to Lemon 8 and follow us. Now. Follow us. We, Nerdy Nurse now. Reads, Book Lady Reads everywhere. But I've been into it. And Okay, let me tell you the real interesting thing that just really keeps throwing me off about this app, Lemon 8. Mm-hmm. I see so many content creators of color it's so many in fact i keep thinking i'm in the wrong place like i don't know how to take it i don't i'm serious i'm so used to i'm sorry that's so wrong that i just laughed at that it's it's true i'm so used to having a dig to find creators of color that's fantastic right but like i'm so i'm so in the habit of having like dig so deep to find, you know, black women, especially black women on these apps. The fact that when I just open this app randomly and they're there on my face, I'm like, whoa, am I, whoa, does someone make a mistake? I mean, it's like, it's so trippy because that's not naturally how these apps operate. It's so hard for black creators, in particular black women to get any kind of push from the algorithm. It's just like, it's mind blowing that I just go to limit and there they are. There they are. A lot of them. So Sorry, I'm, I'm a, I was annoyed. You know, I'm I it's now. it's wonderful. So I, I'm just having a good time with it. I'm having a really really good time with it. Um, and again, you know, I'm. Oh, you might want to follow the hashtag uh, gamer girl setup. That is a he- <laughs> those photos are hella soothing, very soothing. Uh, so anyway, if, if anyone's on lemon eight, let us know and just come on there and follow us. Cause we're, we're giving it a go. I've only been on there a week. I'm still trying stuff out, you know, but, uh, yeah. Yeah. All right. We're just gonna, we're gonna do like a little photo dump. Yeah. Hold on. Let's photo dump some things. How's that? It's a good time. Okay. Cause you know, so, so well, no, you need to, I, how do I do this? How do I do this? I do, did you click that plus? Are you? Oh, 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 oh. Okay. Did you? Okay. Um, I'm figuring it yeah, out. Yeah. Okay. And make sure when you're, when you select the photo and then go to next, photo around with some of those tools, the stickers, the text, all that stuff. Cause you can play around and like add some creativity to your photos. But so, so here's why I'm bringing lemon eight up, especially for us bookish people, because there's been so much frustration with book uh, creators, uh, bookstagrammers, 
who are on Instagram and have been so frustrated with the algorithm. And I know like really over the last year, a lot of bookstagrammers have really stopped using Instagram as heavily as they were, and they've moved over more so to TikTok. But now with the threat of TikTok potentially being banned, everyone's like, okay, well, where do we go next? Oh, there's Lemonade. Well, we're going there next. I mean, it's still, you know, based out of China, but this is where we are. So it's, it's, I think it's been a very frustrating social media journey for bookish content creators because Instagram has made things so unnecessarily difficult over there for you to even be seen if you're not following their like weekly roundup of, oh no, I know I said do this last week, but here's the new rules. I mean, it's very frustrating to kind of like keep up with all this stuff. And I, I feel like people are really burned out and tired of Instagram, you know? Yeah, it's it's not everyone's favorite at this point. Yeah. So, um, like, I don't know where we're going with Lemon 8, but I'm on there, and I'm having a good time, and if it feels very chill, very low-key, which I like. It doesn't, um, you know, because I, I got to tell you also, like, I get very irritated seeing a freaking reel from Adam Ozeri every week telling me what I need to do now. It's like, I need oh you all God. to stop trying to be TikTok. Just be Instagram. I know. I'm kicking books. Hold on. So let us know your thoughts. Are you a bookstagrammer? And if so, have you moved over to TikTok? Or are you still hardcore bookstagramming? Or are you like dividing your time equally creating content on bookstagram and booktalk? Let us know because I'd be very curious to see like what your strategy has been to deal with all the weekly, (laughs) what seems like weekly changes over there on the uh, Instagram app. I feel like... And correct us if we're wrong, but I feel like a lot of people that have moved over um, to TikTok don't really Instagram that much. Yeah, I feel like a lot have just completely left Instagram behind because there's yeah. still you can still grow so much and so quickly on TikTok. Now, I yeah, you can grow a following fairly, you know, easily, um, considering. Um, considering how difficult it is in other places i mean the booktube is kind of like if you hit it you hit it if you don't hit it you're going to be slogging right. for a while and you have to put the work in instagram used to be like you could just interact with everybody in the beginning we all just talk to each other and that really did grow your audience and now nothing helps you exactly um and they've even pulled monetization off reels so it's that like, didn't last why? long at all why? did it oh my god why do i even why am I even going to like engage with your stuff? Right. Like I'm not making content here. For right. That. Um, so it, it's, it's, it's an interesting landscape and you're right. I'd love to know what everybody's thinking. Uh, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's a, look, it's a wild book of social media ride. That's for sure. But right now I'm having fun on lemon eight. I'm having fun. I like the chillness of it all. And I love how, Everyone is having all these nice conversations because I really miss that about Instagram, you know, just connecting with people. So it's been nice over here. It's been really nice. I, I keep forgetting that I have books to uh, bookstagram because I've been on here so much and I'm trying different pieces of content out. You know, I've, I've got some things I want to try to see how they do. And, you know, I'm just, it's just fun. It's fun. So, you know, well, I'm going to play around with this. Yeah. I've already, um, you know, like some of the features are are the same. Like they don't have stories. There's none of that going on um, for for now. now. So, but I do think being able to create a post and add little creative details to it. I think that's a game changer. I think that's really fun, you know? So I'm excited about that. So, yeah. Oh, I just found somebody who has my name. Her name's Naomi. Hello. Is she a reader? She is. My Charmed Cottage. I love it. So, yeah. Let us know what you're doing, guys. Um, So, yeah, I just wanted to share that because I was like, I wonder um, if anybody... Sorry, this is your fault because now I'm playing I'm sorry. You know, and earlier this week, uh, I think it was right after I started my account, I created... Because in our Discord, um, I have these channels set up for us for each of the social, but you can put in your handle so that we can follow each other. And I added the one for lemon. And someone was like, what is that? I'm like, well, let me tell you. 
Yeah. And I was it's like, this new place. <laughs> so, yeah. But um, I'm almost done putting in. Yeah, play around with it and like take time to like hashtags. get through there and meet some people. It's just it's it's just really fun. But like all these apps are fun when we first get on there. It's always like okay, count down to when it goes to complete crap and things get all weird and the yeah. and the app founders start you know getting crazy with the algorithm, demanding we do all these impossible things to even you know make a mark on there to get a modicum of any kind of attention. So I I'm hoping it stays chill for a while. That's what I'm hoping. Can we keep it normal oh, over I here? Like is that you can put a return in your thing. That's exciting. Yeah. So can we just keep it nice? Can I share this with you? I'm going to share this with you. Oh, I know I can share it. All right. I, I, I made a post. It's going Yay! Up. Not only will you find me, friends, I will have a post. I like it. Oh, and you know what else is cool? How you can do headlines for your post. Yeah. That's, that's, I like that. It's, it, it's like a kind of blog stylish a little bit to like have an actual yeah. headline. So I like how they're incorporating other pieces from like different kinds of mediums to kind of create this whole lemon uh, platform. I, I, I like that. So watch your back Instagram. <laughs> watch your back <laughs> because people on the lemon are loving it. Well, before we get into book recommendations, can we talk a bit about if we have, cause I have, I have one, I have a couple. Uh, if you have any, personal reading projects yeah so for instance like uh i think i put in our discord that i saw that zadie smith has a new novel coming out this fall and i was like mm, i don't know if i should be excited or not because i haven't read her although i own some of her novels and so i would like to read all of her novels before this new one comes out because i mean she's been on my shows for a while right and i was like oh i'm gonna just create me a little zadie smith project so i'm gonna be reading zadie smith i only have one other novel of hers that I need to order and that's Northwest and then I will have all the mm -hmm. novels so that's going to be like a little fun little summer project uh to do before her latest novel comes out in the fall outside of things that I have on deck for lit bro because that's actually probably the only thing that has got any sort of structure to it is lit bro mm -hmm. um because he reads things like this so yes um really the, the i'm trying and failing uh -oh. at reading the mysteries that live down at the bottom of my bookshelves okay i'm really bad at reading my mysteries that my mother gives me about 40 of every time i see her so mm. it's bad it's down there yeah um and then the other thing is finishing to catalog the books so that I have an accurate idea of how many books I actually own. I'm really good. I have all the fiction books behind me and I have the fantasy books down and I'm good at like taking them in and out, like taking them off the spreadsheet when I sell them on Pango. And like those books are really well accounted for because um, I'm very curious to see what my read percentage is. And when I look at my shelves, it honestly looks like I keep a lot of books I've never read and I, I'm really much bigger on on hauling books i've read oh is that is so interesting the books that i keep that i've read are like special like they are um they're books i really want to own um and then a lot of my shelves are books i want to read and they may say they might not like i'm not they're not that precious to me the ones that are precious are very precious um Otherwise, they're not like, and those are the one. Those are usually books like, uh, you know, like Rebecca, which I have like eight copies of uh, in various different forms. Uh, those are the books that I really keep. Are the ones that I've absolutely loved, um, and I know I'm going to read them over and over and over again. And then there's other ones that I might, and they stay for a bit. But then when I've kind of decided, mm, no, I get rid yeah. of them. Yeah. So. So I think I, I hover around like 33, 35% uh, from what I have now of what I've read. Um, but things go in and out so much. Like if, if you actually, I haul on, we both on haul and haul so much that it's constantly in flux. It is. Um, so, so it's not like a stagnant 35%, you know, it's, it's, things are always moving. I don't know if that's better or worse, but um, yeah. So I do need to get better at reading some of these 
mysteries. I had the goal of reading one every Do you really want to read them, though? A lot of them I do eventually, but I'm just rarely ever in the mood. So you know what it is? It's like I need to go on vacation. I need to go somewhere and just sit and read. Um, Not be like, I don't know, something about like, I, I, I don't know if other people do this as, also, but like you read differently when you're home and you read it than like when you're like traveling. Like I, I don't want to read. I don't want to read. Oh yeah, exactly. I want to read like lighter, um, more easy to get through things. Yeah. And I'll take like a little stack of books with me. Um, I, I have been focusing a lot more this year on my Kindle and trying to read from my Kindle because I really want a Kindle scribe and I can't justify spending like $400 on a Kindle scribe unless I'm focusing on reading for my Kindle. And I have so many things on there and I'm rediscovering how much I do enjoy reading from that. Why? Because so it's like, lightweight? I am. Yeah. So like I am reading a, a Day of Fallen Night. I'm listening to it and reading along, but I'm not reading along from the, the hardback because it's so big. I'm reading from from a, an ebook that I have, and so it's there's things like that. Like it's, I don't think I have any like specific outside of the mystery thing that I've already failed. Well, um, you didn't fail it. It's still ongoing. There's no end date, right? Yeah, it's, it's still going. It's just I need to get through more of them. Um, and I do want to read them. That's the biggest problem. Is like I do want to read them. I just don't. There's too many things and not enough time. That's true. That's true. I guess. I guess the other thing that I have going on that I'm having fun with also is, uh, and thank goodness I'm in this mood now. Like, I think I'm always in a sci-fi mood. I'm not always in a fantasy mood, but I have been in a fantasy mood, right? And so getting through the existing. Um, like finishing fantasy series that I've started, um, mm-hmm. and and some of the sci-fi ones too, so I can read the some of the newer ones that I've purchased. And I'm really trying to get through a lot of my fantasy ones because you know 2024 is going to be like the year of Malazan, and that's a big series. And yeah. I don't think it's going to be good for me to have a lot of competing fantasy series that are uh, in depth like that while reading Malazan. That's what I'm trying to do. Clear those other ones out. So that I have like the mental space for Malazan. Um, so that's the goal. I'm, I'm, I think I'm doing pretty well. I do want to read more fantasy in general, but I feel like Litfic is always outpacing. Of fantasy. course it is. I, would, I would like, <laughs> yeah, it's your fault. And then I would like. Folks, did you hear that? She said it's my fault. Ooh. Oh, you know what? Okay. So I do have one for you. Okay. And it is maintaining my reading spreadsheet oh crap i'm so So, i've effed up on that already i have been very good and i have to because i read so much i have to do it like almost weekly i have to sit down and and transfer over anything that's update like any updates i have to make yeah uh to the tracker from like storygraph or bookly or whatever um and it's going well, we've made it three months. Yeah. I'm very, I think that that's, that's doing fairly well. And what I'm hoping is, so I have the hardback hoarders, her, her spreadsheet, which is, I'm very great. I'm very happy to see that she's finally charging people for this because she makes a new one every year and it kind of gets like tweaked and stuff, um, which she hadn't in the past been charging people. And I thought that that was such a, she puts in so much work and it's very, it was very kind of her to not do that. And I'm so glad that she's finally charging for it because she really was not, she was not, you know, she should have been paid for her time. So, uh, she, and it's not terribly expensive. I think it was like five or six bucks. But so I have this one as something to start mm-hmm. with. And what I'm hoping is that I can possibly grow this from here if I can figure out how to make an enormous spreadsheet like this, I, I, you know, again in my life, um, you know, for next year and going forward. So, so this is where I'm starting and, and hopefully, hopefully I'm good at it and I do it and it's, and it's, you know, it works. That's, that's the goal. Um, and there's things I don't know if I I really need in in this particular spreadsheet, and just trying to figure out like what do I want. But once you have data in, like I have a whole year of 
reading stats, then that's when you can really build out something interesting and see how, if you're a nerdy weirdo like me, to see how your reading changes and how, you know, what kinds of books you read change and and all that. And that's why I like Storygraph. Not only is it not offensive to my eyeballs like Goodreads, it, I like the stats. I don't need the social aspect. I don't need any of the other parts of Goodreads. I just want to have a place for my reading and see how my reading changes throughout the year. I think that that's important for me because I personally care about that. That's really it. Like, I, I don't want to see what I read compared to you. Right. I mean, that could maybe be interesting for you and I to look at something if we both kept the same spreadsheet, maybe to be like, oh, we know you read, yeah. you know, this much more percentage wise of lit or lit fic or whatever. Right. I think those percentages are more interesting to me. Like how does your reading look than yeah. like, how much do you read? I have the spreadsheet from um, uh, the currently reading people. Book right? Mm-mm, currently reading. Um, but I think I stopped updating it uh, late February. So I need to get back to that. And I've already, yeah. I already have notes on, okay, uh, I don't need this part or that part, but I would like this part. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. I mean, it's interesting. And there's things like, uh, how granular do you get with how you track things? And then it, things get like interesting. Like I have a very general, I added it into the side on like female presenting and male presenting. And like, that's such a hard thing to like, unless you like, I basically, unless I can like clearly, and it's not, it's really just like a rough percentage for myself to be like, do I read a lot of white men? That's basically what I want to know. <laughs> And, and I don't, you know, I, I have like a general percentage and it's not supposed to be some, I think sometimes you can get wrapped up in all of these, like, how are you categorizing yeah. based on like the authors themselves. And I've seen a lot of spreadsheets that go like, and get really granular with like, what kind of diversity and this, that, and the other thing. And I'm like, this is too much. Like I, yeah, like it's too much for me. Like, is it diverse? Is it queer? That's really all I want to right. know. And then I just keep this little running percentage on the side for me just to like, see, cause I'm curious right. like, how many possibly female authors do I read? Yeah. Like, do you, pres- I, I don't know. It's such a, a tricky thing. Um, and it's not, it's just a little personal stat for myself. Yeah. You know? I'm also interested in with the spreadsheet of like, uh, seeing like what kind of authors I'm really gravitating towards and how many of their, like, I, I like to see that kind of information too. Um, and also, um, you know, what countries I'm reading from, that's important to me. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that, I'd like to get that. Yeah, they're in. little things. I would like to, to add that. And I, I added, um, I added a, a category just generally for translated uh, in the genre so there's like genre and subgenre and i've made not that translated is a subgenre subgenre but i added it just so that there is a thing that's being picked up uh if i wanted to use that piece of data later um but yeah so really this is just me trying to start something so that i can possibly reconfigure this if i could get my brain to do to remember how to do Excel and to make this worse, actually, uh, Google Sheets and regular Excel have different formulas. Uh, formulas they do. Mm-hmm. But I'm used to using Google Sheets. So, but um, uh, yeah, I ha- would have to one, remember everything I used to know about doing regular Excel and two, then relearn it. So basically, I would just have to relearn how to make this or maybe just commission somebody to make the thing that I want. But. Yeah, so I, I think so. that once I get some of my packing out of the way, I probably will like set aside some time to update my spreadsheet because we won't have any recording dates. You know, I'll be mm-hmm. well into my packing, and I'll have a little bit more more time. So, anyway, let's recommend some books. Oh, oh no- yeah, yes, two. Nothing's changed. Two. One. I, I just got excited, Stop. like I'm getting ready to recommend a thousand. <laughs> You're always getting ready to. To recommend oh, a thousand. Oh my goodness! All right. So I have a book yes. for you. Um, I I don't know if you know this because it seems to be not as discussed as some other things that came oh. out. And I think it's because it's not from like a giant publisher. Yeah. Did you know that Paris Hilton has a memoir out? And do you know that it's phenomenal? <laughs> 
was wondering why I kept seeing her on TV. I was like, what is she pushing? It's that. So she has a memoir out and it is. So good. So good. So, and not in like a juicy gossip, mm-hmm. right? In a like, this woman had a life of trauma. Yes. <laughs> that I don't think while we were all watching her on television, we were at any way, shape, or form aware of just yeah. how traumatized she was. Uh, so she she went to one of those uh, lovely little like boarding schools mm-hmm. where they, you know, torture mm-hmm. you so that because you're like I don't know what they, what do they call them? They're like the the schools where they send the bad. Yeah, kids. they're like re- reform um, schools. Reform yeah. schools, yeah. And she went to one which is an offshoot of Synanon, mm-hmm. which is a cult. And it was horrendous and so hard to read uh, about her experience. Mm-hmm. And she's talked about to, it. Sad. She's gone in front of Congress yes. and stuff. She's been doing a lot I'm of work glad. to get these things yeah. shut down. I uh, me too. Um, and I am shocked that she ever forgave her parents because, like, I don't think Oof. I would have. That's rough, right? That's rough. And I get that, like, I don't think her parents understood exactly what they were sending her to. But the fact that you agreed to have your child kidnapped and brought there yeah. should have been a huge red flag. Yeah. And and that is where I have issues with all of the th- any of these programs where they literally send people in in the middle of the night and, mm-hmm. like, kidnap your child mm-hmm. to, like, scare them. No. Yeah no right you know and the fact that there's things like the way that they're manipulated i mean i just i feel like there should have been more red flags yeah up front i know that they showed the parents like they showed you something really nice of course and then what was really happening was happening like behind closed doors yes. but like you were saying like i'm signing this over and i can do anything to this child how can you sign that over how yeah because on some level, I believe, I believe on some levels, it's just so easier to like wash that problem, meaning your quote unquote troublesome child away. You don't want to deal with it. Let somebody else deal with it. But like now I feel like I felt bad as a, as a reader, because I remember seeing her in jail and those pictures of her crying and us being like, oh, shut up, poor rich mm-hmm. girl. And you realize now the context of all of right. that was like she was actually in PTSD mm-hmm. from being traumatized yeah. as a teenager, mm-hmm. like like a teenager, like 16 years old mm-hmm. teenager. So it's it was phenomenal. I feel like everybody needs to read this. If if you I will I will definitely listen to that. That sounds like it's gonna it's be really spread. interesting. It's really interesting. Also, her husband sounds like the main character of like every oh, really? billionaire romance <laughs> ever. That's so cute. And I'm like, you know, I want one. <laughs> Why isn't there some billionaire man that's just going to like yeah. smoochy-moochy me on Thanksgiving and then, sorry, Jesus, and then I'll be a billionaire. Well, there you have it. There you have, yeah. Because that's I'll, not how life works. I'll see if I can uh, get that audiobook and, uh, and, and, and take but, a listen. There's so much other stuff that came out. Like, do you did you do you recall that the people who or the person who put out her sex tape mm-hmm. dedicated it to the people of 9-11? Oh no, I don't remember that. Yeah, I that went right over my head at the time. Wow. Yeah. What an a-hole. Yeah. How? Like, what does that have to do what with is 9-11? It? Nothing. So, yeah. People are crazy, man. So, yeah. Yeah, it is a trip. It is I mean, I didn't really care either way about Paris Hilton, but suddenly I... I mean, I it's like a, it's an interesting life I, that she's lived, right? Yeah. You know, and also I think when when people, you know, lift the veil, you know, from their lives and, and let you see what's really been going on, let you see who they really are, it's, it's fascinating. So it's like, yeah, wow, I had that I peg wrong like- the whole time. I was wrong. Yeah, and it, and I and she is a little like poor little rich girl at times, mm-hmm. you know. And there's times where you could feel that way, and there's times where it, she is a little out of touch, which you expect from somebody that mm-hmm. is that wealthy. Um, but 
also she is remarkably aware at the same time Mm -hmm. of of how much privilege she has but she also you know i didn't realize she like never graduated from high school wow unless you count this program as high school um i don't think she has a ged do you need it when you're that wealthy she does she got it later um what what? no but but i think like there were i'm just wondering how her parents let that ride but whatever (laughs) i think they were just trying to like honestly i think they care so much more about the brand than they do about anything else and so well the brand generates the wealth and the brand is it and all the other children conformed to the brand and they got her they sent her away for like a couple of years and she came back with a determination to basically never need anybody. And she's created that. Like she She has a lot of businesses. Obviously, obviously she, she uses the privilege that she has and is, she's not saying she didn't, she's not like I'm self-made in any way, but she's not Kylie Jenner saying she's self-made billionaire, but like she's, she's determined to like, she was determined to create all of her own revenue mm-hmm. streams so that she didn't need to need any. Right. And she, she doesn't. She makes a buttload of mm-hmm. money just off of her endeavors. Mm-hmm. Yep. I mean, it helps that she's a rich girl with a name and all of that. Well, sure. But. Of course. I mean, all the doors open, but she could have just mm-hmm. sat on her laurels and just, you know, taken in the family money. You know, mm-hmm. it doesn't mean that you have to, it doesn't mean that, I mean, she works. Yeah. She's got her own shit going she on, works. you know, and she so. doesn't have to have anything else going on that has created Mm-mm. by her. She doesn't have to. Um, and allegedly she's a really good DJ. Oh, I heard she's a phenomenal DJ. That's been. Allegedly. I, I, I don't care about DJing. So even if yeah. I heard her, I couldn't give you any opinion on it. Yeah. Allegedly she's a really good DJ. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's all very interesting. Very interesting. Very interesting. Well, um, what do you got? I am going to recommend Lone Woman by Victor Laval. Oh, you finished I did. It. I did. Um, a woman with a past, a mysterious trunk, a town on the edge of nowhere, an embracing new vision of the American West. This is very much like horror. It's very much historical fiction and very much like a Western. And I really enjoyed it. I really like Victor. Adelaide was a great character. I mean, I tell you what, this whole time I was like, what the hell is in this damn trunk? I, <laughs> I was like, what is in Victor? Let me know. And uh, whoa, when that was revealed, I was not prepared. And um, it's very monstrous. And I'm not going to say much about it because there's too much to reveal in here. But just know this is a very, it's just a very horrific read. Um, with Western feels, and I, I was digging it. I was completely digging it. Um, I, Victor Laval, you, you are the one, sweetheart. <laughs> you are the one. Uh, so I think this makes my third Laval book. I read The Ballad of Black Tom a few years ago. I read The Changeling Same. either at the end of last year or earlier this year. I can't remember. And now Lone Woman. And I do and intend on reading the rest yeah. of his works that he's already had published, but. Go ahead and pick up Lone Women. It's it's very, very good. Um, I don't know. I might read that one again one day. Just like throw on the audio book or something. Just to, I liked it. It was a good time. I need to read Changeling. Yeah, Changeling was good. Um, I didn't love, I liked the first part more than the latter part. But I still liked it. Mm-hmm. I still liked it. So, um, yeah. That's what I'm recommending. <laughs> anyway, I got to get my Cheez-Its. And I've decided that I'm not going to make coffee. I'm going to go to Starbucks and get coffee because I would like a nice little drive to the Starbucks, you know, a nice little 15 minute drive. <laughs> I would like you to know that I've already had Starbucks. Oh, today. okay. And, I've just had my homemade um, coffee. And you know that that's strange because I like never go get right. coffee. So. But I figure like, I don't want to make a whole pot now. I just don't feel like it actually. I'm just going to go grab a cinnamon dolce latte, extra hot. And uh Yeah come back with my Cheez-Its and uh, continue watching Game of Thrones. Yes, I am reading the series and watching Game of Thrones for like the ninth time. I can't I help it. I have to start book three. Hang on a minute. Do you want to start it? Do you want to start it in May? 
Oh my God, could yeah, we? Yeah, so let me tell you why. Because if I put one more giant book Scratch on my it. pile, to I'm me. going to fall. Let me tell you I'm why. Gonna, I'm going to hurt. I want to read A Clash of Kings for a second time because it was just that good. Okay. So we will start book three in May. That's perfectly fine. That works out great for me, actually. Yes. Because okay, i got to finish Lord of the Rings. Yes. I've got a lot of really big books going. Yes. I've got all the books for Trans Girl mm-hmm. April. Got a new job. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. So yes, that's that's perfectly fine. Cause I yeah. Okay. I don't know. I'm I'm in this thing now and I don't I don't know if this is gonna how it's gonna be for the whole series, but I read a Game of Thrones twice and I'm getting ready to read a Clash of Kings twice, but I can't stop thinking about that damn book. <laughs> I'm having a good time with it. So anyway. I'm glad you're having a good time. I'm glad that you found fantasy and are having a good time. You know, as we talked about in one of these other episodes, I I really intended to read a lot of my fantasy last year, and I did not read as much as I wanted to. But like this year, I am like I am in the mood for it. I am in the serious mood for it. So here we are. Here we are. Here we are. All right. That's going to do it for us. Uh, TBRLowdown.com to learn everything about us. Ooh, subscribe to our Substack newsletter. Join our Patreon. Join our Discord. All the links are there. Follow us everywhere at TBR Lowdown. We're wrapping it up. And Lemonade. And Lemonade. Yay. That's going to do it for us. We are tired and I need a snack. We're out of here. Bye. Bye. Well, we've come to the end of the show. Thanks so much for listening. We hope you enjoyed this episode. We kindly ask that you go to Apple Podcasts and subscribe to our show and leave a review. That would help us out tremendously. Don't forget to follow TBR Lowdown on Instagram at TBR Lowdown and visit our website for show notes, the link to join our Discord book club, and other information at tbrlowdown.com. You can follow me, Naomi, on Instagram at BookLadyReads and follow Alyssa on Instagram at NerdyNurseReads. Thanks again for listening and for your support. Until next time.